Hi, my name is Kate Santangelo. Welcome to the Monmouth Moms podcast, part of the Monmouth Moms Network. Listen in as we bring awareness to the best local resources for growing families in Monmouth County, New Jersey, chat with local moms and mompreneurs, highlight our favorite resources, local spots, restaurants, and more. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. It's been a day. It's been a day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our second episode of the Mammoth Moms podcast. My name is Kate Santangelo. I'm here at Bell Works in Homedale, New Jersey with Nikki Ashkar of Mavs Top Funds. She's also a local Mammoth County mom and um uh, really incredible Instagram following. Um, really excited to have you on, on the podcast today. Um, tell us a little bit about where you're from and um, and how many kids you have and, and where you live. Sure. So um, I'm originally from Long Island. Okay. Um, I am a Jersey girl born, but not raised. Okay. Um, so Mike, actually, my husband, he grew up in Middletown. Um, so I found myself in Middletown because of him and I fell in love with it. I felt like it was like as close to my hometown as possible and love the beaches, love the parks. Um, very exciting place to raise my kids who um, Maverick is three and a half. Okay. And Marley is one and a half. Um, constantly tired with them. That's just the name of the game, but it's also like the biggest blessing, you Uh know what I mean? When to see them together, because they are very close in age um, and they're best friends. And I feel like our business has kind of made us even closer Mm -hmm. as a family because we're all just like, we were the only people who know this chaos. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's where I'm from, Long Island. So what part of Long Island? I know nothing Smithtown. about Long Island. We're like all the way North Shore. Okay. Um, we, okay. I know the North Shore, but I've never been there. I've been to the Hamptons once as a child, so okay. my mom claims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No recollection. Hamptons <laughs> is a little bit farther than Smithtown, but so, even far, like it's it still takes so long to get there. So have you? did you go a lot growing up? Um, to the Hamptons? Yeah. No. Okay. We never did, actually. We used to go to, like, uh, we used to go to Jones Beach, Smith's oh, Point, yeah. Robert Moses. Okay. My dad brought me to Jones Beach because they have, like, a big concert Yes. Area, oh, my right? gosh. The venue is incredible. Oh, really? The best place to see a concert. It's right on the water. You're completely surrounded. And that was, like, oh, that was my haunt growing up. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So, is Smithtown near the beach? Yeah. Okay. We're, we were North Shore, though, so it wasn't like what you would think of, like, the ocean. It was Long Island Sound. So we oh. would travel to the South Shore to go to the beach. Okay. Um, the North Shore is not, like, a great beach to hang out at. It's very, like, flat and not much to do. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like I've been to Long Island very few times, but maybe I should just go to said myself because I have you no should, but idea the traffic where, I know. That's why I don't go because everyone's like the traffic. I'm it's like, impossible. I hate waiting. We yeah. talked about this earlier. I know. I'm the same. I, I said I'm the same. I'm very impatient. Yeah. I don't like sitting in traffic. And then you don't realize it when you're on Long Island how bad the traffic is. And then you come back and you're like, whoa, this is oh, awful. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it just like kind of two lane situation? Like a lot yeah, of Yeah, and everybody are two just lanes. drives really. Uh, Mike says he they drive very erratically. I mean, I kind of drive like that too because I grew up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he said they're very aggressive. Um, but then I'm like, you get back in New Jersey and you're driving aggressively. So I don't understand like, the difference. He thinks they're like, 
they're like angry, aggressive. And he thinks New uh, Jerseyans are more like getting to where you have to go and, okay. you know, streamlined. <laughs> so I've, I mean, I think it's a stereotype, I think. Uh, my husband always says how, you know, New Yorkers are known to be like terrible drivers, but I didn't know. I thought it was like more of an aggressive type driving. Mm-hmm. But then also some people say that it's more of like their, they're um, like slower and stuff because they're not used to driving. I think it's like more Metro New York, right? Where they're yes. like not used to it, So they're like, don't know where they're going. And then once they get into New Jersey and the U-turns and everything, and they're like, what the hell is this? Totally. Oh my gosh. That was the biggest thing to get used to right. was those U-turns. I was like, why can't I just get in the left lane and make a left? I don't understand. Like, what's the big, <laughs> but oh Mike's like, God. no, you have to take the little jug handle around. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Now I have to go a mile down to. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. you met in. You, you met your husband in at a job after college. Yes, after okay. college, we were both. I, I was twenty two and Mike was twenty three. Mm-hmm. It was his first job or his first real job out of college, and it was my second. I actually, I got a job right out of college. I was interning in the city, um, an editorial intern for uh, Muscle and Fitness Magazine, Muscle and Fitness Hers, Flex Magazine. Like I, I interviewed Jillian Michaels. Wow. I interviewed. Um, Flex Lewis, um, Mr. Olympia, like a whole bunch of things. That was like my kind of, uh, because I graduated with a degree in English and journalism from Stony Brook. So I kind of graduated into that. And then I found myself without a job because journalism was like a dying field. And they were like, we can't afford to keep you on full time, but you can still be an intern. And I was like, well, I need money. So I got to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, like it's weird how my path has gone because I started out in like this fitness industry and this fitness life. And what drew you to the fitness aspect? You said you um, you <laughs> telling things we talked about earlier, yeah. but you said you uh, ran track in high school. So I ran track in high school. Yeah, I was super like I I started to read these magazines of like literally the male magazines, Muscle and Fitness, and mm-hmm. I I was like fascinated by these competitions where you could like push yourself to the limit. Okay. Um. So I did a fitness competition. Um, yeah, I was writing for this magazine. So it was like a dream come true. I got that internship because I called up the editor of Muscle and Fitness, the executive editor, and I found his number somehow. As being a journalist, you have to like figure out dig, things, yeah. dig for things. And I found his number somewhere. And I was like, hey, like, I really want to intern at your magazine. Is there any chance? It was like a cold call. And I got a, a call from back from him. And he was like, hey, Nikki, just this is Sean Paris. And I wanted to know if like you'd be interested. I'm interested in giving you a shot. Like this guy like used to build tables like he and somebody gave him a shot. And then he ended up being like the editor of Muscle and Fitness. Uh, so isn't yeah. it funny. Like it's crazy Yeah, when you, you think about like things that you want to, you know, people, uh, someone that I follow that I respect because I guess a, a celebrity always says that most people are accessible, right? But, like, you mm-hmm. have to do the digging. And, like, yeah. it's not even the, a, a characteristic of, like, you know, being interested in journalism, but maybe just, like, the the person that, you know, that you are, right? Like, 100%. the goal-oriented person that you, you know, are willing to go the extra mile and figure out, like, that's what you want to do. So you got to make it happen, right? Yeah, I would push and push and push growing up, like, you know, if I wasn't getting an answer from someone, like you said, being impatient and not even impatient, but like very determined. Yes, I would push and push and push yeah. and, and be like, okay, fine, I'll give you a shot. And right. then they gave me a shot and it was it was great. So I interned there, um, got into the fitness industry. I was doing fitness competitions and then I decided I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be on like the journalism side. Mm-hmm. 
So I went to, I was, you know, going to these competitions, watching these happen. And I remember being on the other side of it, like at these cheat meals, right? Like all the girls when they were done would like stuff their faces with like Oreos and cookies and all this kind of stuff. And it was funny because when you're, when you're the person doing that, you're like, this is exactly like, this is great. I'm, I'm like one of many. Uh-huh. And then when you're on the journalism side or journalist side, you're looking at it and you're like, this is so messed up. This is really, this yeah, is like a binge healthy. eating disorder. Yeah. This is like, this is not healthy. So, oh, so it was like, um, an actual like cheat meal that was like uh, after the competition, like they it was like an organized, start, yes, an organized thing. All oh. these girls in the back. It's crazy because when you're in it, you're like, "What's my cheat meal going to be after these fitness competitions?" And like, so a lot of people when they come to me and they say, "I want this to be my cheat meal," I'm like, "Don't call it that. Uh-huh. Don't call my buns a cheat because they're not. They are, you know, part of a part of a lifestyle. Like part of, you know, you should be able to have these buns in any sort of scenario. You should be able to have a salad tomorrow and have a bun today or have a salad with your bun or whatever like it's all about balance Balance, so I really it's a triggering thing for me when a lot of people ask about the calories and the buns because I've seen the other side of it I've seen what people can do and what that restriction brings right so anyway so after that I met Mike Uh um, in advertising and I I spotted him from across the room and I was like I am like I'm gonna marry that guy a hundred percent like and you know like the determination right so I had in my mind I manifested it he, we met in like a class. He was, um, we, we were taking some sort of weird test. It was like a really hard high science test and we were in pharmaceutical advertising. So we were brand new. We had no idea what the terminology was. And they put you into like really grueling training, right? So oh, like understand yeah. the products and all that. And that's why it's so easy to get a job when you're in it because it's like, there's, it's so limited mm-hmm. to the amount, like it's a niche industry. Um, you have to learn so much. You have to be, you have to be in it and know all the terminologies and all that kind of stuff. So, so it's easy to get the job, but it's probably not easy to keep it. Um, it's easy to keep it, but it's not easy to get a promotion. Oh, so a lot of people okay. move from agency to agency to get promoted because oh, it's like not easy to, to move up. Okay. Um, so anyway, we met at, at this class and he said some line from Good Burger, like one random line. He goes, I know some of these words. And I was the only person in the whole class that laughed. So afterwards, and I was like, this guy is cute and he's like smart <laughs> and he's funny. Because he knows the, yeah. the bur- Good Burger line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's funny. And we like connected immediately afterwards. Um, and from then on, we were like best friends, but I was dating another guy at the time. Uh-huh. So um, I couldn't really, We it was actually a really good thing because we only became friends and we just kept growing that friendship mm-hmm. before like we ever dated. Okay. And then eventually we started dating and um, got married. So we met in 2015, mm-hmm. got married in 2018, mm-hmm. had Maverick 2019. I found out on my honeymoon that I was pregnant with Maverick. Right. And then Marley, it was 2021. Aww. So, I mean, yeah, he, we've always worked together. Which is why I think our dynamic works so well right now with the buns. Right. Because he is very much like an executor and I'm very much like a managerial type of person. Like, I don't like to do the executing. I'd rather be like, here, get this, 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 and none. And he's like, aye, aye, captain. Right. (laughs) So tell us, um, let's backtrack a little bit. Tell us, you say you you get married. um, Mm -hmm. And then in the midst of having children, really, you, um, whose recipe was it? You, my grandmother's. Okay, your grandmother's. Yeah, on my paternal side, my dad's side. And did you love to cook like growing up? Did you like to bake? Yes, yes, I loved it so much. Um, okay. I my grandmother on my dad's side also gave me a recipe for rainbow cookies, which I made every Christmas. Oh, also Italian great. cheesecake. Yeah. Uh-huh. So these are like things that I have been 
it was it was all very weird and circular that she passed away and left me this one random recipe that I never found until Christmas of when Maverick was born, his first Christmas. Okay. And we were like, okay, what are we going to make for Christmas for this kid? Like, I want it to be special. We found the recipe, made the buns, and my family was like, these buns are like the best things we've ever had. Like, uh-huh. you need to sell them. And my mom is always like that type of person. Sell it, sell it, sell it. You know, she's like, <laughs> that's funny. You know, make a business out of it. So it took us a while before one day during the pandemic, we were like, you know, like, would people be interested in this? So uh-huh. um, there was a curbside pickup group, Monmouth County on Facebook. And um, I had posted in it and I was like, would anybody be interested in this? Like my husband and I make cinnamon buns. I posted a picture of like the kids too and like just like making them and stuff. And that response was insane. And this and was during COVID really? This was during COVID. Okay. Um, we were offering like a pickup. It was so janky at the time. Like my mother-in-law made a paper sign. Like she literally colored in like Mav stop on and we taped it to like my Honda. Like <laughs> it was so crazy. So this has been, so it's been... A year and a half? Two years? Yeah, it's been two years. Wow. Yeah. It feels like it's been a lot longer than that. It does. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. And I'm just just like an innocent bystander. I'm just watching you grow on Instagram. It's incredible. Yeah, you're I mean, we've learned like a lot of stuff along the way, though, which is good. And we've been able to take it really slowly. But a lot of people didn't realize, like, we've been working three three jobs. You know, I've had the kids all day. Mike would be working nine to five. Mm. I would be working at my freelance job at night after 5.30, trying to get dinner on the table. And then on the weekends, we would do buns. Right. So you started um, selling them a little bit, right? And mm-hmm. you know, and you started the Instagram at the same time, I'd assume, right? Yeah. And you kind of started sharing your experience building this business for out, out really outside of your house or yeah. out of your house um, with the world. And it took on pretty quickly. Yeah. So you... Uh, went to the initial event, right? And they, they were sold out. And then how did you, how, like, what happened next? So basically we had done like a hybrid of, we were doing wholesale for a while. Uh-huh. We were selling in like a bunch of different stores, but we've realized that we missed the connection with the customers okay. that we always have. We call them the bun cult, which like, it's, I don't even know where that came from. I'm pretty sure I have to look back in my stories, but I'm pretty sure I started doing that. And then people like caught on and started calling themselves part of this cult yeah. because of the people lining up outside and stuff. Um, but we would do pre-orders out of a, a U-Haul. We oh. would park in like the Whole Foods parking lot and people thought, and they, they used to call it like literally like a, a deal, like my bun dealer, because they'd be like, I'm going to Whole Foods after to get vegetables. And I'm like picking up the buns in the parking lot, like all secretly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, we did that for a while. We were in, out of the parking lot for a very long time. The people in the gas station would come over in Middletown and be like, what the, what's going on over here? Like, wow. Yeah. So, and people would start lining up and we were like, after a while, this is like getting to, Mm -hmm. someone's going to come here and be like, what are you guys doing? Right. So the township will get involved. (laughs) Yeah. Something, something would happen. So we, we found another bakery. Um, I don't, I, I'm not at liberty to say exactly or like subleasing. And um, it just got to the point where we were growing too fast yeah. and we were taking up too much time and asking for too much time. And they were kind of like, all right, you know, on to the next, you guys got to move out of here. And we we're like, what do we do? Okay. We don't have any, like we, we, people think I, we bake out of our house and there's no way it would take months to get through all the buns. You need that, a commercial like, kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we, so we use that. And, um, we found another bakery who was given, willing to give us a shot. This is like, you know, present day. So there are a lot of bakeries in the area that don't use all of their space, like all of their ovens or how does it's, that work? It's more like ours. 
It's uh, more like okay, like they have extra yeah, or kitchen like, space. Or like we need a certain like or we're time. willing to, yeah to come in at five or oh. four. Like Mike was getting to that kitchen at three a.m. and like baking okay. until. But is that when most bakeries like? Come in. Yeah, this one was specifically not like I they see. would come in later on in the afternoon. So okay. it was where it worked out really well for us uh, for a while, okay. but we didn't have the space that we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just growing and growing and just growing past, you know, growing out of the yeah, out of the space, out of the space. OK, got mm-hmm. it. So because then all storage, right? And everything. I would have no idea how to do any of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we like we learned yeah. along the way. And right. it was funny because in the very beginning, Mike wouldn't even roll out more than one batch of buns at a time. And, and I was like, what's a batch? like how many a batches like like just one batch of buns. So that's eight buns. OK. So he was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know how to roll out 16 buns at a time. That's now. Now he's rolling out. 64 buns at a time. So (laughs) did this come naturally to him? Like, did he have a background, not a background, but did he enjoy cooking and being in the kitchen, like growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mike is, Mike actually had this thing um, in college. They used to call him Ash Cakes. Okay. Because he used to make pancakes for all the guys in college. Like, he loved, like, creating and making things with his hands. He was really good. I was like, Ash Cakes is not the name, but okay. (laughs) So you both help make them or he, like. We both do. We tag team it. We tag team the dough we ta- I do the icing and he rolls out and he you know he has the manpower the muscle power to roll right. it out and I'm right. not interested in that you right. know he can handle that, that. I have no yeah. body strength no well, it's like <laughs> I'm just like you he's so good with his hands he's very meticulous his dad was a surgeon so uh-huh. I think he gets it from his dad oh. like really because even his family does like a pumpkin carving competitions okay. and this guy like shaves the pumpkin to look like and it's it's art right so he's very that's where he gets it from. because they all have to have the same you know like shape right yeah. they all have to have the same they yeah, can't because just they look have like to a, cook correctly they have to cook completely evenly and not only that but like the presentation right yes. like it has to have the same aesthetic mm-hmm. i guess yes exactly and that's a lot of bakeries bake. it looks terrible <laughs> <laughs> well I, it's funny because a lot of bakeries um they to make them uniform they put them in like a, a tin so they like would stuff the dough into a tin to make everything look exactly. But mm-hmm. Mike, we didn't have that, and we didn't. We wanted to big big buns. Mm-hmm. So we um he he's just amazing at creating them in a uniform way. Okay, very yeah. cool. So um, you started making one flavor, right? And mm-hmm. then I think I mean I, as I've I think it's been at least a year that I've been following you. You introduce different flavors, I guess, based on seasonality, right? Yep. And what's requested. Mm-hmm. So you've worked with all kinds of local. Um, businesses, uh, and a, you know, to collaborate and um, and spread the word about these incredible buns. I know you've had pop ups at Eastmont Orchard, yep. at um, the Baker's Grove, mm-hmm. which we love. Um, where else? I'm missing a couple. Um, well, we've collabed with the Caramel Shop. Okay. At one point, which that was another thing. Um, we collabed with Porcini and Highlands. Okay, I've never been there. I'd like, to check uh, that out. it's really nice. It's a very quaint little space, and it's another kind of like family owned business. Which Beautiful. We, yeah. Um, and oh gosh, Nicholas Creamery. Oh yeah, yeah. That's we're right. actually. I mean, we have a collab with them this Saturday. It's exciting. Yeah. I think I may have seen that. Love Nicholas. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. We spend way too much time at Barrel and Roost. Not that that's a bad thing. But oh my gosh, yeah. So their good. ice cream is so, <laughs> so and it, and it's great working with them too. They're like really nice people. Um, and Jody, who runs their social media, she was the one who kind of like was gave me a lot of pointers on how to increase our polish. She's like, you need to do a giveaway. You need to do this and that. Yeah. And so when we started doing that and like incorporating that, it, we our following started to increase. So it was, you know, it's, it's all these little tidbits that people are willing to offer mm-hmm. along the way that really helped us a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. your following has grown 
um, exponentially. I think over the last six months, you're at over 18,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, that's great. So when you're not working in, you know, in the in the weeds of making these buns every week, um, what are you doing with the kids in Monmouth County? Uh, We love going to the parks. Yeah, that's like our biggest thing. And it's funny because we're not big. like playground people, we're more like in the woods mm-hmm. kind of people. Um, so we love Huber Woods. We love uh, Thompson Park, like to walk on the trail yeah, around great. there. Yeah, and uh, Homedale is great, Homedale Park. Um, we love the beaches too. I take them to Seven Presidents though because I love that the after the playground. playground. It's so nice. So nice. And yeah. then they can go to the back to the beach and collect shells and everything. That's such a great, especially that that age like I'm a big fan of the Monmouth County Park system and my daughter and my son was little too but you know we've been going for years it's free right and Mm -hmm. it just like breaks up the day and you can go to the beach and then put them on the playground and just it's like a nice day there's so much that they offer too because not all the park systems are like that in New Jersey we're actually very lucky yes um, because my dad lives in South Jersey and their park system isn't um, is not even remotely similar so we're we're lucky that this it's such a great resource that we're that we're able to you know to enjoy yeah we actually were from uh before we moved here we we lived in clifton okay so we i mean it was nothing like here yeah nothing and the community down here is so strong too you know like the amount of people i've met that are so supportive of like women-owned businesses as yes. well is just it's it's crazy like i met my photographer friend Lindsay. she um She's awesome. Erin um, from uh, Raising Sunshine. Oh, yes. I know Erin. Yeah. Yes. And Emily from Six and Sprouts. Like all these like little things. Everyone's very supportive of each other. So Six and Sprouts was at our last event for Mammoth Moms. And um, she's wonderful. It was incredible. Like what, you know, how, how she's created this incredible program and, and these classes that she offers. And yep. the kids, just they make such a mess. But it's like a great, you know, it's a great thing to have. And just like the sensory, you know, aspect of it, too. It's yes. great for the kids. There's yeah. so many things now that like. I wish, you know, like my daughter will be eight next month and my son is 18. And there's just so many things that are like available for little ones that like I wish that was around when, you know, when my kids were little. So very cool. All the all the creative business ideas that women have. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we've wanted to quit this so many times, but it's just it's almost like taking on a life of its own. Yes. That it's like we have we owe it to the business, which is like our third kid. We owe it. Yes, it is. It's like having a baby. You know, they Mm -hmm. say like, especially in the restaurant and hospitality industries, it's 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 a labor of love Mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. So you have now grown to where where you are at this point. And every time you do a pop up, I know like people they get what time do they actually get online (laughs) to wait for these ones? So the Baker's Grove the last time they told us that they showed up at like 5 30 there was somebody on like on a sunday on like yeah saturday <laughs> or saturday even a worse. saturday or sunday i know right <laughs> like right after work um the day after work yeah i it's so funny the the lengths that people will go to try these buns because it's honestly it's we consider all these all of our customers friends right you know like i answer every single person's dm you know and i think that's one of the biggest things is that connection with your audience right because they feel like they know me they feel like they owe it to us to come out and and you know the product also is is good and and they're they they're appreciative of all the work we put into them they're not easy things to make you know cinnamon buns are not like doing a cookie right you can't really make them at home unless you're very experienced so I think that's another thing is that people view it as like 
a commodity, a different kind of a product that they couldn't just do at home. Right, right. So, so you have the little ones. Yep. Um, and what's that been like? Just, you know, having them along through the ride of growing this this business that's really in its infancy. I mean, you know, yeah. I think that there's a lot ahead for both of you. I well, hope so. Um, um, so Maverick, we used to take him to the kitchen, the very first kitchen at Taste and Technique in Fairhaven. And we used to put him up on the toddler tower and give him his breakfast. And he would watch Mike, like, ice the buns. And so he, I mean, he was, oh gosh, like 20 months or something at, the po- at that time. And he's uh-huh. three and a half now. So, like, he has been here the whole time and he always says these are my buns they're my because it's Mav's top bun so he goes they're my buns um and, and then Marley, I guess you were pregnant then too right or no? I was yes I was very okay. newly pregnant okay. and then um when I had Marley I was just like we can't do this anymore because I would smell those cinnamon buns and get violently ill <gasps> which is oh. like the craziest thing because all these pregnant women are like I'm craving a cinnamon bun so badly and I couldn't smell them I would get so sick and I was sick for so long in my in my pregnancy were you like did you have like a severe it wasn't that severe it was more just like triggered it was honestly triggered by the bonds like i couldn't smell them interesting it was crazy so after i had her though it was like four months postpartum and i was like i'm feeling good like let's do this again and this this little potato would be sitting on me in the carrier while i was like you know making icing and she just would fall asleep to the whir of the icing machine like the uh, mixer and it was, I mean, they've been here the whole time throughout the whole thing. As they're getting to be older, it's uh-huh. getting a little bit harder because Maverick now, like, wants to help with everything. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, like, you know, I distract them enough where they're not as, you know, pushy. But, yeah, it gets harder when they're toddlers because now they're wanting to help. And they're running around mm-hmm. and it's challenging. So, yeah. So how do you feel about running the business? Like, it's a family-owned business. Obviously, they're, like they're with you all the time do you feel guilty that like you're you know I I know I have a lot of guilt running mammoth moms a lot of the time even though I'm present Mm -hmm. physically yeah a lot of the time I'm not present because I'm trying to you know obviously grow and do do all kinds of different things um and I have like a lot of guilt over that of like being present but not you know so do you find that that's challenging sometimes yes um the biggest thing that I feel like my mind is not present with is social media and sometimes I really do have to put my phone and like say okay I'm going to take a few hours to be with the kids and be totally present with them right and then I can pick up my phone again but you know, a lot of times when you run a small business, you feel like you have to answer people immediately. Mm-hmm. And Mike is always telling me, like, it's okay. They can wait. They can wait 10 minutes. They can wait an hour. Like, it'll be fine. Right. But a lot of times, you know, when I'm very, like, diligent about it, I'm trying to, like, answer everyone. I'm trying to make sure everything's correct. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's yeah. a lot of pressure because you have to be your own driver. Exactly. You have, It's you. You know, no one is going to do it for you. So, And no one's going to be as passionate about your business as you. So yeah, 100%. It's, it's a lot for sure. Yeah. So. So um, the what are the newest uh, revelations within Mavs Top Buns? I know that you mentioned that your husband is now is full time, right? He's uh, yeah. full time. As of last week, he quit his job on um, the scary, scary leap. You know, the health insurance thing. I know you were talking to Tara about it last week with ah, the health insurance. Right, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's the, our biggest thing. But we were like, OK, if we sell this many bonds, like how much do we need to like you had to like crunch those numbers and it helps that Mike has like an account background. So he's able to like, oh. you know, put up spreadsheets. And I'm not that kind of person, but he does that. And he's like the you ever see the meme from um, it's always sunny where he's like looking at the things, <laughs> yep, you know, that's like the, yep, the frantic like <laughs> yes. if we quit our job, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. Yes. And he is more of like the cautious person, which is good because I am the most like impulsive human 
than okay. you'll ever. But when you have kids, you can't be that impulsive. So right. I'm really trying to make sure like, okay, we had to take a leave of faith in some way, but also will it make sense? Also, could we sell this many? And like, we had to figure out how many we need to sell. But it's been cool because we've been selling out, you know, for the past two weeks on drops in, in minutes. So it's been, we were like, okay, we are breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief. We'll see what happens, you know, in the, in the coming weeks, but we're hoping that the demand stays high and um, the word spreads a little bit more because now we can focus on exactly what we want to do and kind of focus on the kids and focus on the business yeah. and not focusing on his job or like who what's it, what is manager saying yeah. meetings like working in between all that stuff we make our own our own schedule which has been really nice because if i need time or something like i can always say mike do this and then we can do stuff later or we can do stuff at this time and yeah well that's you know what they say when you jump you fly and it's it's so true and it's all it's also just about the time that you have right it opened up an entire week now of that you know those hours that you don't have to abide by and yep. now that can be filled with all kinds of other things and other you know opportunities and other things that maybe you wouldn't have thought of or you know oh maybe we should do it this way and mm -hmm. it's just it's so much fun to like you know to see it evolve so i'm excited for both of you thank you it's very cool um so what are your plans for the fall so we are we actually just signed um and uh, beginnings of a lease. So we're not sure, uh, we're not 100% it's, if it's going to take off, it's going to work, but we are hoping and hopeful that it will. Um, and we'll see, we'll see if it works and we'll see if it sticks. And we're excited and hoping to get into a new space by the end of the year. Okay. Maybe. Very cool. Maybe by the beginning of the year. Um, so that's like the most exciting thing we've been working on. And that's just another thing because it's a whole nother process on top of like what we're doing on top of the drops. Permits, um, insurance, all, all of it, Oh, right? yeah. It's all, it's, and it's new uncharted territory. Yeah. yeah. And it's stuff that we have to. Parking, I'm sure, is going to be an issue for you well, guys. Well, this, this new space <laughs> has a lot of parking. Oh, good. Okay. It has a lot of parking. So um, we're hoping that. Uh, I think that would be like the biggest thing. Which I is think the of. biggest thing. Exactly. Yes. And making sure that, um, you know, there's room for everyone. And, and we're going to hope, hopefully do. Um, like some first come first serve because I know some people it's it's hard not everybody's good at you know clicking 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 you know on the website so right. uh I think that that will be pretty good for us to yeah. do a, a hybrid of that and uh once again make our hours make our own because we kind of forged our own path of the pre-orders and people were asking when is this and when is this and we're kind of just like you have to focus on what your goal for your business is mm -hmm. and kind of ignore everything else um once it starts to become a problem, then of course, like you have to evolve. But I think that um, we kind of did what worked for our family and people re respected that and came to us after yeah. a while, you know. I think we were talking about that a little earlier, like really staying true to who you are and mm -hmm. what's good for, for you and your family and offering that to the community. Have you found that this community has been really like, I mean, I know you mentioned that just the, you know, the bun cult, the following has been just an integral part of the growth of your business, but um, have you found that most people have been very supportive? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the best part about being um, kind of transparent on social media is that people who have been following us for a while kind of know the deal and they kind of know that if you call me out, I'm going to like talk about it on social media and I'm going to say, oh, this person said something to me and like they clearly don't know how it's done. Like you kind of just need to accept the fact that like it's a cinnamon bun 
we'll get over get it. Out. Yeah, life is short. Life, Stop it. Like, life will go on. Yeah. And like to be honest, I'm the one making the buttons. So if you're gonna come at me and be really rude, don't, don't buy them. then don't buy them. Or like yeah. I'm not gonna, you yeah. know, yeah. we control who we sell to. So isn't that funny though? People will men, you know, talk about or make comments on, and it's just <laughs> shocking sometimes. Yeah, but I, it's also a testament to how badly they want them. Because if you're willing to go out and like really like verbally assault someone, <laughs> then like clearly this is something you're desperate for. And yeah. I feel you. I I understand. It's a good problem to have, I guess. Right? It's a good problem to have. <laughs> and and so many people, you know, the the button called to say, well, co- will come up and back me up and be like, who do I need to, who do I need to talk to? What's going on? Who's messing with you? And so that's been a really great thing because everybody knows how they're so supportive of us and our family. And come on, like you got to look at these kids' faces and you're gonna like you know, call out us on social media, you see how hard we're working. You see how badly we want to like grow. Right. So, you know, nobody's really going to give me a problem. What's been the most challenging part so far? Um, honestly, I feel like just all the back end stuff, all of the social media answering because like that the administrative, be, the just... administrative, it could honestly, you know, Mike has it. I always tell him you have it good. Cause you're literally not, you're not dealing with anyone. You're doing your baking and you're enjoying that. And then I have to deal with like the backlash of people. I have to deal with, uh, you know, the drops, people saying that their receipts are wrong or like something is going on. And, and, um, they order that through a family, family meal. meal. How does that work? So basically make an account on family meal and, um, the link in my bio and Instagram goes live at 9 PM. I also post it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, it goes live on at 9 PM on Thursdays and on Sundays Okay, for like the following week. So at that moment, when it goes live, you're clicking and you're getting in and you're signing in and you're putting your stuff in. And a lot of people are annoyed because the the buns don't hold in your cart when you're when you're going. So you have to check out really fast. Okay. And you know what? That's just like the way it is, because so many people we actually had someone sabotage us one time. I know who they were. It was like a local another local business. And they added nine trays to their cart and they didn't check out. And so they had to add a fee. There was like a feature where they just they disappeared from the cart because like then another person could buy them. But wait, how long does it stay in the cart for? Not, it doesn't, it oh, like doesn't. literally Got it doesn't. It. You put it in and then you put all your checkout information and it's all your payments and, and stuff. And then enough, if you're not fast gone. enough, yeah, people are like, I'm checking out. I can't. And we're like, sorry, because there have been instances where people add to cart and then they just never check out. So then now these buns are like, sold out but they're not they're in someone else's cart so i guess so. there's like time limits that you can have items in a cart for like i guess is that how that works i know nothing <laughs> yeah so um so honestly not in fa- on family meal not on family meal there's no there's no time limit you just like kind of got to be the fastest you can to get to those to get to the buns huh and um yeah i think they're working on a feature for that moving there has forward. to be there has like to with be. clothes and stuff you know like sometimes i'll go back and it's like not in my car yeah. anymore sometimes it is and then it'll be sold out yeah i can know? understand how stressful yeah. it is i mean it's stressful for me too because i'm watching this happen and people are like what's going on oh my gosh so um i think that's the most challenging thing is the administrative part of it and also just like figuring out you know now we're trying to get a bookkeeper we're trying to like get all our uh, back end you know in inventory in order mm-hmm. um trying to find the best pricing for everything so and it's just the two of you still you don't have anyone working for you we have people helping us on bake days and on oh. rollout days so okay. they do like the baking and then when um mike goes at night to bake they like help us ice and box everything so we have like 
four or five employees helping us now. Oh, that's nice. So yeah. they're part-time. Yeah, they're part-time. Um, most of them have been with us since the very beginning. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, older moms, it's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, moms are great for, for, for they roles ab- like that. They, yeah. they totally are. And, you know, I think that we're, you know, they're getting like twenty dollars an hour. We're we're not like skimping on that at all, and like making sure that everybody's getting paid really fairly and free buns. Yep, they get buns, and you know it's 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 great. I mean, I the hours suck. The hours sometimes are not great. Sometimes right. they were there at five a.m., and then sometimes at night they're there for a while now because wow. we're trying to work around the other baker's schedule. Interesting. So we're we're baking at night. Okay, and they stay fresh for how long? Uh, up to four days, okay. and then they they actually them, right? freeze really well. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Somebody sent me um, a message that they froze them after six months, and they put it in, in the microwave, and it came out like it was just baked. Oh. So it's really good, you know, research for us because you know that's that tells a lot about like our capabilities to ship. Yeah, eventually. and preservatives and anything that you would need to, I don't know, know. Right yeah, in the future, well, like if you were going, you know, when you when you roll out your long term plan, you're going to yeah. be shipping to all kinds of places, right? Yeah, I can't wait. That's that. You know, we've been getting uh, requests from people places in Africa, like yeah, you said, U- New Zealand, New Zealand, Ireland. You know, Uganda. There's all these places that have reached out to to us. All these customers from all these different places, wow. and it's an honor that they even know of us. Like Colorado, this one guy from Boston. It's like you have to. I'm waiting. I'm salivating. Um, and one girl actually took a plane from Ohio to come to one of our pop-ups. That is dedication. Wow. And yeah, and she she wrote us like a whole card and was and it, it said like thank you so much for you know allowing me to be part of this and it was just beautiful. And Aww. she's not the only person. Someone came down from Jersey City last last week and people will travel for things that they believe in and that they, you know, that they support, which I think is a, a total honor. Well, I think you've been incredibly candid, you know, and open about the growth of not, you know, of your business on Instagram. And it's really given some insight into like the very, ugly, not ugly, but the very, you know, not it pretty is, yeah. par- parts of, of, of building a business. It's not easy, right? Yeah. It's very grueling. It's stressful. It's scary. It's, you know, you have to take a big risk. You're always worrying about, you know, the next step. But at the same time, it's also, I'm sure at this point, even, you know, when you're you're into it a couple of years, that it's very gratifying too. So yeah. Absolutely. We um, recently a uh, someone who wanted to, you know, be more a part of the company. We had a conversation and and he had said something that was really kind of changed my mind about how things needed to be run and how we needed to quit our jobs and just go for it. He was saying that we have decision paralysis and we were like, you're right. Like we we didn't know what to do. And I think Mike and I talked about if we didn't have kids, would we be going for this right now? And we were like, yeah. We would be. And and when and we were like, so why are we not going for it now? We can't have decision paralysis. We gotta just go and not look back. And you know, like you know, I, I know you talked to Tara about this, but it's the same thing. Like you can always go back to your corporate job. Yes. There will always be a spot for you. You know, you, oh, you know, why, why, why the gap in your resume? I was building a business. Okay, that's right. great. And then even like even so, right? What if God forbid it didn't work out. Not only the, you know, the skills that you have so far, but the things that you've acquired along the way and how you could apply that to, you know, consulting or even social media, or, yeah. you know, you have a bad advertising background, stuff like that. So there's a lot that, you know, you, you're 
you're you're evolving in ways that you probably don't even you know I wouldn't even think about right now. So thank you. Yeah, I hope so because I feel like I'm constantly exhausted. <laughs> I know, I know, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Um, so when you're not um, when you're not building the business and you and Mike get to go out, I know you like to you're like me. We, we like to oh, frequent yeah. the, the local restaurants. It's mm-hmm. my it's my uh, favorite pastime to to uh, to check out anything new and um, and find out what's going on in the food scene. What is your favorite? What are your some of your favorite places okay. to head to? Yeah, I mean we oh god we love every restaurant in Monmouth County. I could like go by category. Okay, so um, love Harley Burger. Love the Baker's oh, Grove yeah. for a croissant and, you know, coffee. I love their Fair, Fair Mountain coffee. Um, Chinese House of Chong, Temple Gourmet. Love where's, that. Oh, Temple. Temple where's House of, where's House, House of Chong? House of Chong is in, like, the Middletown <laughs> Plaza by uh, Telercio's. Oh, we okay. love it there. And that is, I've like, never been there. Yeah, it's really good. Um, is that, like, more, like, authentic Chinese? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, a restaurant? Or yeah, it's, it's a restaurant oh, it's and restaurant. it's takeout, too, but it's really good. Um, cool. Love Me Lupita in Red Bank. I think it's Milu Pitas with an S. I don't know that one either. Yeah, that's like authentic birria tacos, the best birria tacos you'll ever have. My friend Greta actually introduced me to to that place and she had her 40th birthday party in the back. It's really cool. They made it like, they strung up lights and they had a guitar player. It was really, really nice. Where in Red Bank? Oh, I don't know streets. By the train station. Okay, so it's like over by like uh, B2 maybe? Uh, Like the Galleria kind of? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. I think yeah. they're, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. It's by yeah. like Sickles. Sickles Red Bank. Yeah. So the other, yeah. Yeah, the Galleria. Yeah. yeah. Over there. See, I don't know. I don't yeah. know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I use my GPS for everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do too, but I feel like, I don't know. I've known Red Bank a little bit better than, that's but good. The, there's some areas in Ramoth County. I'm like, I have no idea where I am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's, I mean, yeah, I'm not going with streets or roads or anything like that. But, um, what else? Oh gosh, um, Semolina is a great date night I place. Love that I could say that that is probably the best meal I've had in Mom County, like in general. Did you have the caramel budino? Is that like up your alley? Yes, yes. We always get dessert every time we're there. Oh my gosh, um, that is heaven on earth to me. That yep. is like the best thing. And I never order pork chop. Any like I, I'm not a pork I don't chop either. orderer. And their you know? pork chop is it's unbelievable. Yep, that's what I get when I'm there. I haven't been there in a while. I gotta head there. Yeah, head and there. it's just it reminds me of um, we used to go when we lived in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Uh-huh. There's this place called DOC. It's like a wine bar. Very old school Italian. Um, actually, it's Sardinian, so maybe not old school Italian, but it reminds me of that. It's very quaint and like, you know, a great place for a date night because yeah. you don't want to, I don't want to like be in like loud music. I just yeah. want to relax and be able to talk to someone. It's very quaint. It's intimate, mm-hmm. right? And, intimate. And it's truly farm to table. Like they really, you know, do it. Their tomato, job. everything yeah. tomato, like everything produce there is top notch, yeah. I would say. Yeah. They do incredible things with, you know, just that you wouldn't even think about like with vegetables mm-hmm. and just their dishes are and the combinations really, like and now they sell some of their pastas locally i know I think yes it's i've got a head there and, yeah and they they just open up a pasta shop their own yes i saw yeah, that so oh, i have to go there and, and get great. some stuff which that's another thing like when you have a small business and you're talking about like meals for your family like a couple weeks ago we had when we had just started this we were doing a lot of takeout and i was like oh I feel like we need to fuel ourselves better. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we, so that we can get ourselves through the week and the kids too. So we've been doing a lot of like pre-made uh, meals, but like the sides I would make. So like, you know, semolina is great. Like they, they're doing like meatballs today. So mm-hmm. you'd get the meatballs and you'd have the sauce like that you just make. And then you'd make so like a nice. vegetable and sickles. The same thing. They do a lot of like um, stuff you can just pop in the oven. 
You know what I mean? But it's like healthy stuff. Yes. So I love that. Grab and go. We yeah. did a whole thing on that with uh, and earlier this fall with mom with moms. Just grab and go. Blonde shallot. Same kind of thing. Shallot, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's it's very tricky. Like, you know, this week for me is is crazy. I have a lot of evening calls and I'm meeting tomorrow, you know, tomorrow night. So like I don't have time to cook. And some weeks I can cook like all week long and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But then you feel so guilty when you're just spending, you know, ex- I mean, we ordered pizza the other night and it was like $60 yep. for two pies. And Absolutely. I was like, what is happening? So you really have to get a bit more like creative when, mm-hmm. you know, when you're feeding the family during the week. Do you, you like to cook, right? I like love, to, you cook. love to cook. Yeah. I'm uh, I Mike's more of a baker. I'm more of a, a chef. Like I love to experiment with different flavors and I he jokes around like I just I use my heart and soul and I don't measure anything that's and so cool it's, it's kind of like a release from baking because mm-hmm. baking is very precise so like when you're cooking you're just kind of like oh, more like garlic a... more cheese like whatever it is right and I made this really good um braised short rib the other night with like wasabi mashed potatoes and frizzled onions wow. and yeah that was it was really good Awesome. That was one of my things. We're going to have to come over to your house for dinner. You're invited. <laughs> Everyone bring the bun cold. <laughs> I'll have to finally try a bun. I feel bad I haven't had one yet. I know. I, I should have brought, not... brought a whole thing for you, but honestly, I'm just like. <laughs> I want to. I, I told you earlier, I'm, I'm terrible at waiting for anything. After past like 20 minutes in the restaurant, I'm like, I'm not waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> we try. The, for I the will. pre-orders, I will say that we're very fast when you pre-order because I have your name. I look it up. You hit, you get the buns. And Got then it. it's like, you okay. know, however many people are behind you, but it's very fast. All right. I'll get my ass in gear and get some buns for the holidays. <laughs> I, no, you season. don't have to. Just, just, you're, you're in. You're in. Just let me know anytime you want them. <laughs> so uh, what would you say to a mom or not even a mom, a woman out there right now that is considering starting her own business or maybe making the leap like, you know, you and Mike did just recently, which is scary, right? To, mm-hmm. to you know, to understand what it's going to take to pay for the health insurance, which I'm sure is exorbitantly more now than it yeah. was when you were paying in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you, you're kind of just going through this, right? And you're almost like on the other side of now this new venture for, for both of you. So yeah. what would you say to someone that's, you know, that's thinking about it? I would say that as long as you have a product that you believe in mm-hmm. and you have the desire and the knowledge that you're going to have to work your ass off to get there, right? then you can do it. I mean, you can do anything. Anybody can do anything in this life. It's really, it's really just a matter of how hard are you willing to work? Yeah. And, um, you know, with us, we worked really hard for, you know, with our jobs for years at this until we were like, okay, these people are knocking down our doors. We can't, we can't stop any, you know, we can't do this. But I know that they tell you on, on Shark Tank that like, unless you quit your job, they're not, you're not serious enough because you're not, you don't believe in it enough then. So I think that that's really what it is. And, and don't do anything crazy, but you you could always go back to corporate. You could always go back. Yeah. That's funny that you said that I was um, on the podcast is a local podcaster, uh, Ryan Robbins last spring. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about just that, like you, you really can accomplish anything, but I think, you know, for me anyway, it took me a long time to really like fully understand that. But then once you do grasp that concept, it's like the sky is the limit, you know, and like you, anything is possible. You just have to really work for it. That's like the big, obviously the biggest piece that, you know, absolutely people misunderstand when they see people finding success, right? Is, uh, 
Yeah. But it takes a lot of work. <laughs> and I will say, too, with Mike's corporate job, they made it really easy to not quit. Okay. Like they were giving him unlimited PTO. They were giving him, you know, lots of breaks. Like he was able to kind of be around during the day um, with the kids. And it was so comfortable that it was almost like they talk about the frog in the pot of water mm-hmm. that like as you turn up the heat, the frog doesn't realize that it's like being boiled alive. Uh-huh. But like that's really what it is. Like you're getting so comfortable in your corporate job that you're not realizing like what the what else is out there. The sky is the limit. Right. So Go for it. Go for it. Love it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited to see what happens this, uh, the rest of 2022, which is rapidly flying along. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, this, uh, this week in Monmouth County, we have lots of events coming up. We have, uh, pop-up events at Oak Hill Farms. There's lots of fall festivities happening at Eastmont Orchards. Go apple picking. They have hay rides this season, um, pick up some jams. They have uh, fresh produce. They have uh, pumpkins. There are all kinds of fun things happening, uh, food trucks and also, um, photo opportunities, which is a new ad this year. So very cool. uh, Grace and I were over there last week taking pictures and stuff and saw the people on the hayride. So it looked like a lot of fun. Um, And then we also have the Mammoth Moms Halloween Spooktacular happening here at Bell Works on uh, Sunday, October 30th. So come and join us for all kinds of fall um, activities. We have over 75 vendors, a whole kid zone, um, lots of local food and uh, costume contests. So lots of Halloween fun. I'm excited for that. And last but not least, also check out Samaha's farm in Aberdeen. You ever been to Samaha's? No, I haven't. There's a cute little farm stand. It's actually like right, it's about two minutes away from my house and they have um, really cute activities for the kids. So they have their fall festival each weekend, I believe in October. Oh, fun. We'll be there. Check it out. (laughs) Well, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you.